This is an Eden special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Eden's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. From the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Hey everyone, welcome to ENN on T-Row. Brought to you by Security Dodge. Go see Michelle Scalisi. And don't forget to... Come get some. <clears throat> uh, let's start off by saying good evening to Michael. Who knows what poop tastes like? Could be a delight. And Michael. Who are you choking out? <laughs> and Don. I don't know if I hate anybody that much to kill them, and I'm certainly not going to say it on the air if I did. And Don. Peter. I I, I don't want to kill. <laughs> and Don. Peter. Don. I don't want to be with a pig. And Don. I don't want to be with a chicken. And Don. There's a bus. <laughs> and good evening to myself. I don't want you to die. There's a <sighs> sentence there. With mine, we just if we get it in the right order, we might actually have a hmm. a sentence. I'm not sure. A sentence. I don't want to be with a chicken. So much gets said on this show on any on any given day. So I got to listen to every second, as if it's your last. Speaking of shows you got to listen to, uh, Amani Toomer was on with DNR earlier. Um, stealing he, our guest. He oh. Yeah. You know, we're the only people who talk to Imani Toomer. They ripped it off from us. They didn't have any reply to me saying they stole RJ. What can you say? You can't say anything, because that, that, that is the mic drop. You know what I, well, no, but I know what I would say if I was them. What? So, yeah, he chose us. We're better. That's what I would say. But they didn't, so what does that mean? That they're weak. <laughs> That's the only response. Because <laughs> exactly. you said there's no response. Oh, there's a response. But he didn't You've got to own it. The only response is to own them. it. He It was offered up to him. Yeah. And, then, and he wasn't the main producer here. Right. It was Andrew. Right. So they stole him. So any idea they come up with comes from us. But you know, That's he, just rude. If he waited it out, though. <laughs> we would have had to wait a while before Andrew left. That's true. Would have been worth it, though. Oh, Although we better. You know, Anthony can hear you. No, uh, he understood. <laughs> Listen, I made him the co-host of Game Misconduct. That would never have happened otherwise. Well, no, we, we made out. Some, for some shows you can't. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't talked to him about it, but you'd be good with that, right? If it's a day that I think there should be a pod and I'm not available, that you can handle it. Well, that's a lot of responsibility. I think I can handle it, though. I'd be okay. honored. But when you talk about RJ, you're kind of de facto insulting Anthony. No, no I'm not. I'm just saying they saw RJ. But we had Anthony anyway. There were two people at Anthony? Well, but Anthony would have eventually ended up here because Andrew uh, left. Right, and I got to work with him at night, and you don't. Wait, no, no, but RJ left first. But I'm saying is that RJ would have Anthony would have eventually been on our show. Well, not it if all neither, worked out. Not if neither of them left, he'd be you know doing God knows what, flipping burgers, getting attacked by Evan Neal. But Anthony did leave. I mean, Andrew did leave. Let's hear from Amani on sure. DNR. Uh, what are the Giants players going through right now? I played in a team when we went 4-12. It was the hardest season I've ever played, and that was the year that Kerry Collins got hurt, and then the next year we ended up drafting Eli Manning, and things slowly changed thereafter. But when you know you're uh, like a top one or two pick already, and you know that this team is going to entirely be turned on its head, it's just so difficult when you're playing. You're not playing to win games. You're not playing to compete. You're playing for somebody who's going to be watching this film 
home at the end of the season to make one or two determinations on your career. Are you part of the problem? Are you going to be part of the solution? It's almost like a training camp during the season where you're trying to make next year's team because you know that half of this team is going to be gone next year. I, I, I know it sounds like I'm asking for Dable to be fired. I'm not. But it's so odd. All these players come up with, what's your worst season? Oh, that season was 2003, we went 4-12. That was Fossil's last year. They fired Fossil after that year. All three of the teams that Dan Orlovsky suggested were just as bad as the Giants season. In all three occasions, they fired the head coach at the end of the season. Do you know how rare it is to keep a coach after going 2-15? and 15? Now, again, I'm not advocating it, but I'm just saying it, it, you can't tell me it's not going to be a discussion. But you are a product of your past. They cannot be the team that fires coaches every two years. It will never straighten mm. itself out, ever. It just won't. No, because it's all about getting it right. Well, maybe they got it right, but they don't get these. I don't know. We'll time. see. But 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 if 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 we look back and and it ends up being a miserable third year and they fire him, you'll go. Mm, well, maybe we shouldn't even have given him that third year. Again, I'm not advocating it. I think there has to be a discussion. I think it would be malpractice if you went into the season and just said we're not going to have a discussion about the coach. He did a phenomenal job. It was just about the injuries. I, I think he has to has to be reevaluated. I I would not let him go. I get everything that you're saying. But you do also realize, Michael, you're probably not just buying one season if you're going to draft a quarterback. So he's probably going to be your head coach for at least the next two seasons because you don't want to sabotage your high draft choice by having to get another head coach. So you might be buying into, if he ends up being the wrong coach, it may you might be stuck with him for another three years on top of this. Can you imagine if they get the first or second pick, and it's either Williams or, or Drake May, and they decide, you know what, Daniel Jones is our quarterback, and they trade that pick away for a treasure trove of picks well, to rebuild the team. They would show you something, and we give a boost of confidence to Jones, Yep. and I think the fan base would actually, We're like, like, like uh, going after Frankenstein. We should have done, if you and Michael had bet, do you remember back in the day, uh, a few months ago, I should say, not back in the day, when you two fought about the possibility of Dable being out? Mm-hmm. If Michael had given you odds on a bet, you'd be, you'd be feeling good right now. Not that you think he's going to be out, but it's on the table. I think even Michael would admit it's getting closer to being on the table. $5, Giants beat the Commanders. Wow. That's, no, 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 no we don't, we're not interested in your money. Yeah. We're interested in your points. <laughs> Three-point play. Yeah. And you know what? I don't even want the 10 points. $5. Well, it's straight up money. Straight up. Giants but, but, beat the commander. But it's such a nothing. Well, what's $5? If, if Peter you, in his life might even might not even go pick it up if it was like blowing in the wind. I, you, you, you feel so strongly. Mm-hmm. You just keep saying it. Yep. Don't you want to have that feeling then of taking a crisp hundy from me? No. As the commanders no, lose? No, because you've got a, a new wife... Two ailing dogs. You need that hundred. Yeah, I don't. They're need not it. ailing. They're fine. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> ailing a Jace. Give me that. No, Rocky. No, he's not ailing a Jace. He has a heart. He has a heart murmur. And he it was, leads he him was coughing. choking in here earlier. I don't he, know what he's talking he, about. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what you're talking about either. But if you heard him choking, it, it, he's coughing because the, his his heart is enlarged. But so he's, he's not, ailing. Is, is I, ailing. You're defining ailing. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, he might be listening right now. No, he knows. <laughs> I, 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 the one thing I'll say is Rocky's very comfortable with his station in life right now. I think he's accepted it, and he's, he's ready. Well, he's very comfortable with a lot of things. If, if everybody had what Rocky had going on, they'd feel confident Does every day. Does he get in the bed? Michael, he can't tell you what he's talking about, but you would agree. Oh, yeah. Does if, he get in the bed? You're, you're chilling. Does he get in the bed with you and that? 
Of course. Oh my God. What? No, that, that would. I have no issue with that. Why would that bother you? Not allowed. Not allowed at our house. He's. Oh. He's. Well, butter's six times the size of Rocky. Well, you should not allow a pet in your bed. Well, you, you know what? You should not tell people how to parent their animals. Why is this? You've been, I, a, you've I, been I a parent for five minutes. You barely even know the dog. All I know is that, at, but where butter goes when she's outside, I don't want to bring those germs in the bed. Uh, listen, first of all, she had a, a whole like five little rabbits I know, in her and mouth. For some reason, it's they're made. Well, you, you, I wouldn't let a murderer dog in my bed. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know. They're, they, I don't know what God did, but their maintenance is way better than humans. I don't want to be with a pig. I don't want to be with a chicken. <laughs> Peter, <laughs> so much it, happened. Today. It was the best, would you? It, it, it was really. I mean, so what? What happens though? Like Rocky's in bed, sure, and then you guys decide that it's time. What do you do it around it, Rocky? Or why? Yeah, I mean, listen, you're asking a question to me that you could be asking to Natalie, white people everywhere. What do you do when something comes up and your pets are in the bed? Why white people? I don't understand. Because in my limited experience, not limited experience, my long term experience, black people that I know do not generally want the dog well, in the bed. I don't know if you've ever met a more white person than me, and the dog's well, not my bed. It's not exclusively a black thought. <laughs> right. I'm just explaining the experience. It's generally a joke about white people that they, they're up to have the dog in the bed. Although I know black people have their dog in the bed, too. But I'm going to need a name. I can't. They, you know, they'd be ostracized. <laughs> I, I can't. Oh, so it's a thing. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't give that out. People people be ostracized. It's like next thing they're listening to Barry Manilow. Right, right, right. It's a whole thing. God only knows. Um... So yeah, this is a thing for many pet owners. If it, if something were to happen, yeah, you you, you you do it around the dog. You have to. You, you don't just usher the dog out of the room. Out of the room is not really an option with 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 Rocky. Oh my goodness! Out of the room is not really an option. That would be really. So you have an audience. That's that's interesting. But you've had an audience before with the cats, no? Never been an audience. The thing about the cats is, you, the, no, they don't care. No, but say, neither. Well, like, wait, Rocky doesn't go get I, popcorn. No, but the, dogs seem to care. Well, what do you think, Rocky? You think Rocky goes and, and, and grabs some? I don't know. I find, I find in my experience, the dogs are watchers. They want to know what's going on. No, no. They, they're also very participatory. So, right, they're lickers. Yeah. Too. No, no, no. Wait a I'm not going there. No licking, no watching, but sleeping, the, just sleeping. No, but cats sleep like 23 so hours the, so a day. Do, Dogs but not, not to that level. The cats just don't care about anything but themselves. Dogs, like they want to get involved. I know. <laughs> so I, I, it's. I hear what you're there's saying. There's an audience. If you can perform in front of an audience, good for you. <laughs> you're special. Peter and Natalie was performed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Did you have a warm up act for Rocky? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how long are you in New York City for? <laughs> Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Brian Winnor has had something interesting to say here on uh, B&H. I listened to that whole interview. It was fascinating. And then I sat there in the car as I was listening. Go, and Don doesn't look like this guy as a guest. I don't get it. I, I'm not a big Winhorse oh, guest Oh, he's guy. unbelievable. I, when I did the show alone, I had him on. He was delightful. Really? Of course you did. 
<laughs> and by the way, and by the way, Don John Winthrop, pinhead suit number one. If he he would bang both of us tomorrow, have us removed from the show. <laughs> yeah, right. Rocky be there watching and everything. But yeah. <laughs> that's not what I meant. No, Just to get Winworth on the to show. The interview. It's a good spot. I'm good though. I, I don't. I don't need it. I, I he need said him. something fascinating though. I didn't even realize. Here, here, he, here two, he is. Two, okay. No, here he is talking about Zach Levine on the Knicks to the Knicks. I think Zach Levine is probably a third star on a very good team. On that team in Chicago, he's number one or number two, depending on the night, but it's not a good team. It's a 500 team. So I think what the Bulls are going to find, and I think the way the Knicks will look at it, and I think this will ultimately be a discussion potentially with Carl Towns, maybe not right now, but at some point, I think you're going to see teams find it very difficult to get value for these types of players in trade. Again, not because they're not good players, but because it with the new rules, their contract handicap team. And when Carl Towns signed that contract and when Zach Levine signed that contract, that wasn't the rule. When the Bulls made that deal with Zach Levine, they didn't know that the value that he would have in trade would be hampered. So when I see people pitching these trades for Zach Levine, like two first round picks or, mm-hmm. or this or that, I'm like, I don't think so. I mean, anything is possible in the NBA, but I think the Bulls are, are probably going to be reluctant to trade him because they're going to find out he doesn't have much value because of that contract. We might as well have had him on with the length of the cut. Um, is his Carl Towns your Jim Harden? You know, he what? dropping the I've Anthony. Heard, he, he does. I've heard him do that. He just calls him Carl Towns. Yeah, and I and think he doesn't sound like the same player to me. And that's your Jim Harden. I um, he has another cut here, but it's so long. Yeah, it's, we don't. It's, come it's, on. It's, it's, but he did it. It's, the, it's the Brian about Levine, Brian Longwind horse. <laughs> I like that. You know what? You guys are incorrigible. No, it's, I think he'd appreciate this conversation. No, he would. John Winthrop, pinhead suit number one. He would bang both of us tomorrow, have us removed from the show. <laughs> yeah, right. Rocky would be there watching and everything. <laughs> do, um, do you realize the only two teams in the NBA that have never paid towards the luxury tax? I did hear that, too. That was interesting. Could you name the two teams? The two teams that have never paid towards the luxury tax. Right. And one was owned by a ridiculously wealthy man who's... Somewhat cheap when it came. Oh, to Clippers! No, no, no. no. Yeah, this thing was owned by a ridiculously wealthy man. It came up because there's a certain player on this team that the Knicks would love to have. Oh, currently, and he's, and he's currently unhappy with their record and their five game oh, losing streak. Nolan, one is one. And the other one is the Charlotte. Michael Jordan wouldn't go over the. Oh yeah, I forgot. He is exceptionally rich. But and exceptionally but I cheap. found it interesting that it was only it's only two. But I, the and interesting both are, and thing both are is, teams are if you're the Knicks, do you take Zach Levine? Is he the, the the final piece to put you over the puzzle? And he makes over forty five million dollars a year starting next year. And the way the NBA's new basic agreement is, you can't have that third guy making big money. So he'd have to move up and be your top guy. Then it's going to be Randall, and then Brunson. And Brunson, after next year, can opt out. He's going to get a max deal too. So when you get that third guy, you've got to pick the right guy. That's the thing too, and I don't know if either. Of, I don't know if I think either Cat or Zach. Certainly more Cat than Zach. To KT me. to Windhorse. To yeah, Carl. Yeah, Carl <laughs> T. I, I don't know if either is the one that's that is. Are they worth that? So yeah, Carl and the Towns will make over fifty million dollars starting next year for four years. And they were talking about stud. maybe getting trying for Ingram in New Orleans. You know what? I'm 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 a big believer in Zion. If he could catch his breath yeah, after what we heard from could him, you, I would could take you, him. Could you catch a deal on Zion, though, getting might, everything? Yeah. Could you catch a break with the injuries? That's what would concern me. But but by the way, what if you somehow get it right and he and you get full 
Zion. But Scott Perry, the former GM of the Knicks, made a great point. He Go said, ahead. everybody keeps making these trades to bring in disgruntled players. He said, most times, when you bring in a disgruntled player, they remain disgruntled. Mm-hmm. He said, look at, uh, I mean, look at James Harden, what he's done to the Clippers. Oh, that's, a, they've lost again last night. And they have not won with him. It's, it's amazing. And now they're going to bench Russell Westbrook because they can't play together. Wow. This is going great. You know, I, I didn't forget to tell you guys, when I was at the Nets game last week. Great seats. Was, yeah. Great seats. Love the Nets. Did they, I didn't ask you, were you on the Jumbotron as a celebrity? No. See, that's, oh. that's, that's wrong. Well, in all fairness, well, did you bring Rocky? Because they Rocky, Rocky was Rocky was not there, but I, I was not in the front row, so I, that wouldn't be a celebrity situation. God forbid they show me in the second row. What would people say? Um, but but and, and by the way, the the little dinner club, the situation they have at Barclays Center. Uh, you, Michael, have you done it? Yeah, that's tremendous. No, but experience. You, you made a great point off the air. What? That you know the the Nets can't be the Knicks. It's impossible. Right. But there's an area where they can like step up their game, and that's the behind the scenes stuff. No, they right. For their great, celebrities, they, where it's they like, treat you know people what? great. They they make it a yeah. It's a it's a lovely experience. But I I sat next to the most annoying fan. I sat next to one of those Celtics fans, and, and it's not just Celtics fans. Every team has that guy who's cheering for the Celtics, but booing Jalen Brown and giving him a hard time at every turn. I was like, well, why would you? You you want to be? I get it. He's been disgruntled at times, and you're never sure what's happening. But you want to be literally part of it, like, and you're sitting so close that he's well, going to notice. So you're literally part of whatever in his brain happens that he starts thinking, "Do I really want to be here?" He's thinking of you. He's clearly an incredibly talented player. What's the point? You're cheering for Tatum and then giving Brown a hard time. By the way, Tatum and Porzingis out tonight against the Sixers. That's not what you want. No, because well, it's it's Wednesday. Oh, you got well. Yeah, yeah. If it was Tuesday or Friday. You, you can't. You, it's on. Did you see the Wizards? Tough court, loss by the Sixers way. yesterday. By the way, Wizards what? The Wizards court last night. Every court I saw was equally repugnant. blue and teal. It. I I hate the courts. Hate. I I would the courts. If I was a player, I would. It would be like Charlie Brown. I might just like follow the line like off the court. You know, Los <laughs> hates the courts. Who? Forty five. I hate the courts. <laughs> the NBA courts, they're very unfair. Very unfair what they do to us. They judge and and you're not supposed you're not supposed to judge like that. Even if you're a judge, you're a hateful judge. We hate the courts. 45 doesn't like the AE right fielder either. I hate judge. He's a bad guy, but you know who I like? Kyle Higashioka. That's how they say it. Higashioka. Now, what's the other guy like? Nasser. Nastiness. The Hialeah kid. (laughs) Throws that fastball. (laughs) Uh, No, I really do hate the courts, though. I I looked up last night. I I checked in on the Pacers-Sixers game. I was bouncing around a bit. They were all just... Woof. The uh, the, uh, the Bulls one. Blood red. That's interesting. They're just hard. I'm curious if, like, younger people... Like, do kids think it's really cool? Like, I'm not some big anti-Jersey guy. Like, Jersey's being different, but the courts just ain't it for me. Um, all right. So, I'm sure everyone saw Draymond Green putting a rear naked choke on Rudy Gobert after he ran in on an altercation between Cat and Draymond. I mean, and, and Clay. Pat Bev. No, Cat wasn't. No, no. Oh, who was Clay tied up with? Clay was uh, 
Clay was tied up with someone else. Gobert yeah, came in. Right. Draymond grabs Gobert, and then, Gobert was just playing peacemaker. Yeah, he was just trying to. He, he, he didn't do anything. And then and then Draymond really held on to the chokehold. And then a lot of people were giving Cat a hard time because he was standing right there and didn't really aggressively try to do anything to Draymond. And where was A Rod during this? <laughs> Pat Bev, Pat Bev, who's not one to hold back his opinion. Here he is on the Pat Bev pod. Cat bogus as hell. Straight up. And Ant was back there too. And Draymond knew too. Don't nobody like Rudy anyway. That was a perfect moment to do it. Like, fuck it. That be choke Rudy ass. A person choke you like that, don't let go. That shit was built up. But Daniel. then I see Cat make a, a mean mug face like, but then you ain't doing shit. Choke Draymond back. So now, if I'm Draymond, I, yeah, I choke they center and they homies didn't do nothing. And we pay y'all in the playoffs. Oh, Cat, I ain't worried about you. You didn't even help your homie. Cat, I taught you better than that. Mm-hmm. You know the choke. You know that Draymond's been thrown out of both games that Steph Curry didn't play. Yeah, oh, perfect. Just what you need. Yeah. By the way, the end of the chokehold. You know what I was thinking? That will do it for E N N on this. What's it? What's day today? Fifteenth. The fifteenth. It was brought to you by Security Dodge. Shop twenty four seven at securitydodge.com. Go see Michelle Scalisi, grab a t-shirt, and come get some. Thank you during their Black Friday. Th- thank you. Thank you. Salesman. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, Dan Grosser for a half hour, then the Nick pregame show, Nick's and the Hawks. So stay tuned for that, and we'll be back again tomorrow. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.